The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Hey guys, your favourite podcast is just seconds away, but what if you could listen to it without worrying about using data? Got an offer for you right now. Uh, if you go to ilovedata.com.au, you're going to get 50 gigs of data for only $59.95 a month. There's no contracts. There's no catches. It's ilovedata.com.au. Open that up on your browser now, and let's get into the podcast. That's got him, yes. Here we go. The Drive Home starts now. Come on. Australia's home of sport. Breaking news. The hardest opinions, biggest interviews, getting to the bottom of all the big stories. Tonight, Kangaroos bound winger Josh Mansour will join us ahead of the Four Nations. Rabs is in with Benji's move to Brisbane, all but confirmed by Wayne Bennett. Plus, would a Todd Carney NRL return be allowed? Shane Watson's impressive interview, and just one day after appearing to show contrition, Nick Kyrgios gets himself into a tangle. Welcome to the uh, Rush Nick. Hour. Why, Nick? Why? That was called an awkward pause, everybody, and it got everyone's attention. Hello, Rabby. Hey, Dan. How you doing? I'm going well. I'm going very well. That's good. Uh, That's good. We've been busy got, today, isn't it? Well, it is, but we've got all these technical people running around. We, look, look, the button wasn't pressed for four seconds. It's okay. <laughs> We're not in trouble. We're okay, not I don't think the bloke driving his car cares about the button. Well, yeah. when there's four seconds of dead air, people are going, oh, what's happened there? That's a fair point you make, although sometimes dead air is better than some of the stuff we do on another program we do. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you for not defecating. Hey, Richard. How you show. doing, Richard? Are you listening somewhere? Well, Richard Friedman? Josh Mansour is patiently waiting. Should we just take a song and we'll get to Josh? Yeah. Okay, we'll do that. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M, doing it for Sportsbet's racing form this week. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Rush Hour with Rabs and Dan, and we do it this week for Sportsbet's racing form with animated speed maps and expert tips from Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Rabs, uh, the man we're about to speak to had a very interesting choice. Uh, He could play the test last week or he could get married. And he chose, I think probably quite wisely, I don't know what you think, to get married and make sure that was all sorted. I think he only had really one choice, to be honest with you, and he made the right one. But, you know, it, it comes from that, uh, that same man that's uh, got a hell of a lot of rugby league wisdom as well, Josh Mansour, eh? What a story. And he's on the yeah. line now, I think, in Perth. Hello, Josh. Yeah, hey, boys. How's it going? So that was a short honeymoon. Uh, what, you got married on, what, fr- Saturday? And, and it's Wednesday, and now you're on the other side of the country. Yeah, it's um, been a uh, big uh, couple of weeks. Uh, I made definitely the right decision. You know, I couldn't leave my missus at the altar. So, uh, yeah, got that out of the way. And uh, we kind of delayed the honeymoon, so I can join the boys uh, on tour. And, uh, experience this. Now, you made the sacrifice. I'll let Rabs come in in a second, but you made the sacrifice. But I understand, I read somewhere, you got in trouble with the missus on your wedding day. Yeah. So uh, we actually finished the ceremony and on the way to reception, and I tried on the slide, take out my phone, try and check the scores, and she kind of got filthy at me. She goes, can't give you one day without footy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So, but I got the MC to uh, update me throughout the night, which is good. Well, Daniela, is she happy today? I mean, she mightn't have been happy on the way to the reception. Is she okay now? Uh, yeah, there was a bit of tears in the morning from her. Like she's, <laughs> she uh, obviously would like me to stay back, but um, saying that she's been, um, she's been all right. She's, uh, she's, she's really happy for me to be part of the, uh, the tour and 
uh, she's really excited as well. So we'll um, probably delay the honeymoon for uh, for now and, uh, yeah, hopefully um, have a successful tour. Well, hang on. You haven't got a honeymoon planned? Oh, come on, Josh. That's a big mistake. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, uh, you know, I, I have to just roll with it at this point, you know. So uh, my main focus is footy now. She knows that. Um, you know, it's a, it's a huge honour to be part of this team. Um, it's a privilege in the day and uh, you don't get many opportunities um, uh, playing for the Kangaroos. So I really want to make the most of it. And yeah. uh, at the end, I can uh, focus on my honeymoon. As a, a thought for, for your honeymoon, I'm not trying to plan your honeymoon, but I mean, <laughs> I remember once saying that you've got a hell of a pedigree. You've got some Cuban, some Lebanese and some Australian <laughs> mixed yeah. up in there. I mean, you, you've got no problems with the holiday destination. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. That's a that's a bit of a luxury of mine. So, uh, but at this point, probably I'm actually really thinking of going to Europe. So I've never travelled Europe. Uh, me and the missus, and while I'm over there, might as well just uh, experience it. So we'll we'll see how we go. Okay, how, a couple of weeks. Well, Jonathan Thurston admitted that um, he couldn't bring himself to watch the grand final. Now you uh, your side went out what week two. So could you bring yourself to watch the rest of the finals? To be honest with you, I was actually celebrating my bucks in Vegas that weekend, so <laughs> oh, I, didn't, I, I didn't. I didn't have time to get get, get to watch it, but uh, I did. Um, I did watch it when I was uh, when I got back, and gee, what what a what a final! You know, like credit to Cronulla, they've been. Um, yeah, they've had an outstanding season, and you know the the club's been waiting for that uh, maiden grand final win, and they finally did it. So it was a uh, bloody special thing to watch. Let me get back to let me get back to this honeymoon oh, that's going to happen <laughs> one day. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I did, I've just sown a few seeds in your head there about where we could go on the honeymoon. Not not you and I, but you and Daniela. He's already said he's going to Europe. <laughs> yeah, I know you're going to Europe. Is she going to fly over there and meet you in Europe somewhere? Yeah, so um, I'm trying right. to plan it. I plan it to get her out to England in uh, probably the third week of the tour, and um, yeah, she's probably going to just you know, do a bit of tour, tour, tour um, tight scene, sorry, and uh, stuff like that, and then hopefully you know we'll win the win the final, and then we can go uh, travel travel for Europe together. Yeah, I know what you're thinking, Rabs. That saves a flight because he's already over there. Yeah, I already already thought of that. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to teach him some economics at the same time he's doing an interview with us. It's not nothing. Nothing's cheap in Europe. I found out. Trust me. When do you go to? When do you? When do you first train? When are you going to train now? Um, yeah, right now. So uh, three thirty, we'll have our first um, first running session with the boys. Me and Woodsy. Uh, yeah, so we're pretty excited and pretty eager to get out and um, put the put the gear, the gear on. Let's talk about him while he's online, Rabs. He's straight in, isn't mm. he? He'll be straight into Ferguson slot, won't he? Uh, uh, I, I, I don't know, but I don't. It's, it's an interesting one here because uh, Holmes and Mansour. Um, it, it seems to me like Valentine might finish up in a battle with Blake Ferguson for the other wing position, uh, and it's not really a conversation that Josh can get involved in. No, but I like that we're making him awkward by talking about it while he's online. Yeah. But Val was so good on Saturday, he can't be left out. No, I think you know what I'm saying. I mean, Ferguson and Holmes play on the same side. So I think the battle's between Ferguson and Holmes, is it not? I, I think we're on the same page. I think can I take you, Josh, can I take you yeah. back? You, I mean, you are now arguably the number one winger in the game of rugby league. What happened at South? Because I keep looking at your bio and yep. you were an under-20 with South. Did they cut you or did you say, I need greener pastures or, or what happened? Uh, it was kind of, yeah, kind of a bit of both, I guess. Uh, at the time, um, I didn't think I was getting a look in first grade and uh, I was kind of like getting the impression that I was never going to make um, 
uh, make my debut for the club. Uh, it was yeah, a bit unfortunate, but uh, I thought I'd take um, another opportunity elsewhere, and that was at Penrith. Uh, they welcomed me with open arms and had a good pre-season there with them, and uh, later on that year, I was uh, grateful to make my debut. So, um, yeah, no, definitely no regrets there. Uh, Penrith's been um, an awesome club that I've you know, I've, I've been playing at and they've, uh, they've welcomed me and given me an opportunity to play first grade. So, yeah, very grateful for um, what they've done. Beautiful. All right, well, thank you. Good luck. We think you're going to be there uh, for most awesome. of the, if not all the four nations in the starting side. And uh, and hello to, uh, is it Daniela or Daniela? Daniela, Daniela. Da- Daniela, if you're listening... <laughs> Hello to you too. We, <laughs> you know, he's sorry. <laughs> we're, we're all very sorry, Daniela. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Thanks, boys. Thanks Th- for having me. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. Guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. We did mention at the start of the show that we've been handed an incredible deal from Ovo Mobile. So, if you switch to Ovo Data SIM, you're going to get 50 gig for 59.95 on 4G. And this is going to change how you enjoy listening to music, video, sport, all the stuff you do on your mobile device with nothing more than a new SIM. And get this just for you for listening right now. Ovo will give you the first month at half price. Let's do some math. Let's work that out. A whole month to enjoy 50 gig on 4G for just $29.95, then $59.95 after that. So there's no contract and Ovo will instantly upgrade your plan to any better offers they release as part of their More for Fans promise. And with 50 gig, you can afford to catch up with us more often. Open your browser now and get on at ilovedata.com.au. 50 gig for 59.95 on 4G and then half price for the first month. ilovedata.com.au. Now let's get back to the show. Uh, If Benji... Well, if signs with Brisbane, which we think will happen, do you think that's a good thing? Oh, yeah, I, I do. I, the first thing, I'm being a bit selfish because I don't want him to retire. Um, I, I love watching Benji Marshall play. I like the bloke uh, as a person. And I think he I think he can do a job for Wayne Bennett. Um, I, don't, I don't know that he'll be in the run-on side, but he can play any one of the spinal positions. Uh, and I see ben, uh, uh, Wayne is thinking that he can play centre as well, but mm. he's he's just a wonderful utility to have around the place. Yeah, I think he, I think he'd be a marvellous buy, and I don't know that they're going to play uh, pay a lot of money for him. Yeah, so and free, he really. probably only wants he probably only wants a one year contract. And he's probably I think Wayne's done this in the past where he signs older players, basically on a promise that yeah you'll get a run during you as long as you fit you will get games during origin and then who knows what'll happen either or before or after but basically I don't think he lies to them I don't think he says well yeah I plan to have you for 26 games it's basically yes you're my backup and you should get some football in the middle of the season yeah I, I think that's a fair comment although Wayne uh, has got rid of a few players that have got a bit of age on them too I mean people are still asking the question why did you get rid of Wally Wayne um, why did you get rid of Gilly mm. Wayne you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, Wayne once told me in a private conversation, which is now public, but um, I said to him, why did you get rid of Wally? Why did you get rid of Trevor? And he said, mate, it's one of the most important things a coach has to do, and that's to make a forecast on longevity because there's so many kids coming up that if I don't give them an opportunity, they're going to go somewhere else and come back and pull our pants down. And that was his answer. So, I mean, for him to sign a Benji Marshall is quite against the grain 
from the Wayne Bennett that I know. But I think Benji Marshall would be great. Uh, I think he'd be great for any club. But I think he would be really great to serve the purpose that Brisbane needs servicing right now. All right. Uh, we will talk more legal a little bit later. But now uh, it's time for this. Now on the Rush Hour, when athletes attack. <laughs> You look like in your training yesterday. <laughs> Nothing you can do can't hurt me, bro. Listen to this These right here. These people ain't going to be here to protect you Friday, Dada. I put my hands Friday, on you. You're going to understand what it feels like to be helpless for the first time in a long time him. in your life. You understand me, bro? At the end of the day, you ain't Listen never meet nobody that's going to hit Listen you as me. hard as me. Okay, so let's... Put your uh, pants down. Let me see the <laughs> I'll show man. my nuts right now. Let I me mean, see your nuts. Yeah, yeah. You got baby nuts, Dada. You got baby nuts. I bet you my nuts bigger than yours. Come on. We'll get a translator for that next time, but that was Kimbo Slice V Dada 5000, whatever that means. This is the Rush Hour. Kimbo, rest in peace. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Rush Hour, getting you home on a Wednesday. We do it this week for Sportsbet's Racing Form. Triple M, your home of sport. And this summer, your home of Test Cricket. We'll be doing certainly two and I think three tests. Uh, the Brisbane Day-Nighter, uh, the Boxing Day Test, and I think we're doing the New Year's Test in Sydney as well. Team to be determined, but I'm told behind the scenes, oh, there's some phone calls uh, to management fast and furious from certain members of the Triple M family, but more on that a little later. Tires and more, your local tyre store right now. This is the Triple M Rush Hour. Live. Sports Update. Now, unfortunately, and we wanted to give this bloke a rest today, Rabs, but Nick Kyrgios features again. Uh, a day after he appeared to take his medicine and accept his ban for tanking, and he also appeared to accept or accept the demand that he take in a psychologist, he tweeted something rather cryptic that people are reading into. When asked by a fan if he'll get his ban reduced to three weeks for seeing a sports psychologist, he replied, probs not. So what's this space? Yeah. Yeah. We wait and see. Um, I think what that yeah, does yeah, confirm yeah, yeah, is that that, yeah. that wonderful heartfelt apology was written by a PR agent, as so often that is the case. Yeah. And, and it's amazing the number of tennis luminaries that are rushing to his aid again and suggesting that he needs help. Yeah, of course he needs help. And one of the best ways to help him is to put him on the sideline and let him watch the game that he loves so much or allegedly loves so much. That'll make him better very, very quickly. It'll be a very important part of his rehab. Mm. Well, We've discussed this before. I mean, I, I've, got, I've got sympathy for everybody and I'd like to extend rehabilitation to everybody, but some people, you've just got to say to them, sorry, you can't play this game for 12 months. Three weeks, turn it up. Yeah, and uh, we had Todd Woodbridge on yesterday, and he is paid by Tennis Australia, and he was very good, and he said, yes, the kid needed a suspension, but sort of balked at whether that should have extended beyond the Australian Open. So it's okay to take him away for Mickey Mouse events, but you've got to take him away from something meaningful, don't you? You take the Australian Open off him, and all of a sudden... Now it's a punishment. Absolutely. Uh, I, you know, I, I've been harping on this for ages, mainly about rugby league. But at the end of the day, these tennis administrators 
they're too worried about losing some bums on seats to take these controversial brats out of the game. And it's been going on for donkey's years. In the Matador Cup, the Blues have locked in a final spot with a win over WA, so it'll be uh, New South Wales v Victoria in the prelim final. That's a Dremoyne on Friday. The winner will play Queensland on Sunday at North Sydney. And one of the greats has retired from AFL. Jimmy Bartell, Brownlow winner and multiple premiership player, has called it a day after 305 games. And the league has confirmed today its contentious bye weekend just before the finals will stay. It was seen as a huge disadvantage for the top four teams this year, with the Western Bulldogs winning the crowd from seventh. So there you go. Uh, Next year, looks like AFL and NRL Grand Finals will be on the same weekend. Uh, That is a sports update for Tyres and more. Uh, We're going to do a birthday game during the ads and then Sash with the news update. It's the Rush Hour here on Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form. With animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Triple M Rush Hour getting you through a Wednesday night. Rabs and Dan, uh, this uh, was posted by Peter Bedella, the Courier Mail, not that long ago. Uh, Benji Marshall will formally sign with the Broncos within 48 hours after being talked out of retirement by Brisbane coach Wayne Bennett. Uh, It goes on here. Uh, Marshall's manager, Martin Tauber, revealed how a heart-to-heart with Bennett saved his career with the veteran playmaker telling the supercoach, I don't want to retire. Bennett's lifeline to Marshall is genuine with Brisbane's recruitment and retention committee to rubber stamp a contract offer by Friday. The 31-year-old will ink the basic full-time deal worth around $100,000 a season immediately. Sealing his move to Queensland. So there we go. I think we, we spoke about that earlier, and that one we can lock away. Um, just I want to get onto this subject, Rabs, because we've dealt with mm. Benji. Todd Carney has been released by Catalans. I don't think in disgrace. I just think at the end of his run, and um, yeah. he's now a free agent. There are a couple of clubs, I believe, sniffing. Should he be allowed straight back into the NRL? I think he's done his time, Dan. I, I, I'm not familiar with what happened at uh, Le Catalan. Um, was he asked to leave or did he leave of his own accord? I'm, I'm not sure of that. But uh, he's been through the rehabilitation process. He's, he's taken his penalties. Um, I've got a feeling he's a better man for it. And if he's, you know, if he served his time, he's entitled to come back. Uh, th- that's my brief answer, but I, I'm not sure what happened over in Perpignan. I, I'm not sure why he left Le Catalan. I don't but... think... He, I, he hasn't left in disgrace. He was injury-plagued, and I just don't think they got the value out of him they were hoping. So it's not a situation no, well, it, where he's, he's, he's erred. He just... He, he, they decided they could find better options. Look, Todd Carney was a bad boy. You know, he was a naughty boy. There's no doubt about that. He, he, he slurred the image of the game or he slurred the image of what rugby league would like to be seen as. That's what happened. And how can I argue? Because it would be hypocritical for me to argue. I've said for a long time, take, take something these people love away from them and that might work. And they did that with Carney. And Carney, I think, has resurrected his career. So, I mean, if, if he wants to... If he wants to come back, I think he should be allowed through the door. I believe providing he... there's no providing there's nothing sinister yeah. that I don't know about in saying that. Uh, you know? I believe his court case, his lawsuit against the Sharks, is still going. He he is claiming about two point three million dollars in damages because he believes he was unfairly sacked. Remember, his last act as an NRL player yeah. was the bubbler. 
So that's that was he you know, one of many sins, uh, and that was what a couple of years ago now. So he's 29. So if there's football, he's certainly not old old by uh, today's standards. So you would think yeah, there's I, football in him. I, yeah, I, I don't know that the Cronulla issue is enough to say that he can't come back. To me, it's a private thing. It's a civil thing between Cronulla and and Todd Carney. Uh, as, as far as I know, he's he's been uh, how how do I put it? He's been free of uh, of incidents for quite some time here in Australia, anyway. And I think he can come back. He can do a job for somebody. There's no doubt about that. But at the end of the day, I applaud the rugby league for the way they handled Carney. And I'm told they said, "Yeah, they they basically said, hey, 'Hey, not playing the game,' and I, that's it." I'm told the couple of clubs that are sniffing have been sort of whispered by the NRL. He's no certainty to be allowed back. So I think we're going to hear more about this before yeah. it's finalised. That's fine, but you know that's what the integrity unit is all about. Even though they seemingly are taking a decade to uh, to get to the bottom of the Andrew Fafita thing, but that's what the integrity unit should be about. If they know something about a Todd Carney type person uh, that that they believe doesn't make him a suitable individual to be an advertisement for the game, then so be it. But I think if a bloke takes a penalty and he serves his time, then he's entitled to come back. All right, this is the Danny, Russia. Danny Wicks, Danny Wicks is one example. Oh, Manu Ma'u is another example. Russell Packer, Blake Ferguson, the list goes on. Uh, Absolutely. This is the Rush Hour headlines after this. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Sports update. Last night it was confirmed Jamie Wincup's 15-second Bathurst penalty would stand, so the matter finally closed after nine days. FFA Cup semi-final number one tonight. It's Sydney FC playing a local side, Canberra Olympic, down in the capital. And the Champions League resumes tomorrow morning. The marquee match, Barcelona at home to Man City. That's a score. A sports update for tyres and more. We're going to get to Shane Watson's response to Michael Clark, but I think more interesting is a great interview he gave uh, in The Australian today talking about the state of cricket. It's the Rush Hour, Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips courtesy of best bets gamble responsibly russia just about done for another wednesday rabs and dan uh we've spoken the last couple of days michael clark his 60 minutes interview referred to shane watson as a tumor uh, in, in with the australian team and uh other players as well but particularly s- s- singled out shane this was watson's response to me i think it's more a reflection of the person he is more than you know, what it was directed towards me in the end, it's really disappointing that things like like that start to come out, you know, two or three years later on when you know, we're all very content in retirement. Mm. He goes on to say here, Rabs, he did an interview with the wonderful writer Gideon Hager, the Australian, and I'm not talking about Michael Clark, but just the Australian team and cricket in general. I'll just read a couple of things here because I think this is quite interesting. Uh, he talked about Ricky Ponting being a good human being, and he said the best environment is where a player can say things and not feel judged, where they feel supported. But the system today is about creating good cricketers, not good human beings. The good human beings get in by chance. Uh, it's them feeling like they can be... Uh, hang on, maybe the system can't work that way anymore. It's them feeling like they can be open rather than having to put up a brave face all the time. You wouldn't have to hit rock bottom before you start working your way back up. 
and he talked about the scrutiny. Compared to playing for Australia, playing for different T20 franchises is pretty relaxing. Sometimes I miss international cricket, but I'm not envious. Um, and then he talks about the isolation of being injured and being out of the scene. You're in the thick of it one minute, then you're gone. No one contacts you. In fact, I understand now that it's just they're so busy in the present, it's hard to think about anything else. But at the time, it seems like they don't care. The train rolls on, you're left in the dust. And he also worries that uh, about the fact that they're playing too much cricket. It's got. It's now that there's no off-season for players. Uh, that Australia A series which just went on felt like it went for three months. There'll be a few players who go into Sheffield Shield pretty cooked. Watson faults an attitude that professional athletes need to be doing something every day, which he believes is partly an outcome of increased remuneration. The hierarchy see the players being paid more and think, well, we need to get our money's worth. We can't give you time off. And that's even with test matches. Somehow there always needs to be three days training leading up to every match. Even when players have been playing non-stop for 12 months, you need time off, even in a training block, to uh, mentally refresh, if not physically. And he goes on and says a few other things, but that's pretty interesting stuff, that a player is coming out and saying, we are, we're playing too much, and yes, you're paying us more, but that doesn't make it right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of sense in what Shane is saying. Um, and I think many of us have said that in, the, in the, the sports shows or the sections of the media that we work in. I mean, it's all very well to say they're getting, they're getting a lot of money, but that doesn't mean you can work them like a slave. Mm. And, and even when they've got some downtime, you want, to make it, you want to make it seem as though they've got to go to work. They've got to go to training. Um, I think the whole thing is, is very excessive. I really do. Some of those players needed a freshener. I mean, we just brought a captain home from overseas and said, you need to freshen up for the important summer that's ahead of us and all those sort of things. But Michael Clark, um, back on him, I didn't get a chance to comment. But I watched 60 Minutes on Sunday night. I've got no problem with Michael Clark. Uh, it, it seems that other people have the fact that he drove a you know, an elite car, uh, the fact that he had the blonde spiky hair and all that stuff. I think there's a lot of tall poppy around about Michael Clark. A lot of people think he was a tall poppy. Mm. But I, I think when you go back and have a look where he came from, I don't, I don't see tall poppy in Michael Clark. Uh, He's a kid from Liverpool who well, did well. Well, you can't bag a bloke if, if that's the truth is the way he sees it. Even if you don't like it, you can't bag a bloke for telling the truth in the book because too often we're saying... Athletes aren't telling the truth. They're giving us cliches. We can't bag the bloke if he is now telling stories, telling us what happened with Simon Kadich in pretty great detail, what happened with Shane Watson, and then sort of slam him and go, oh, you shouldn't be... We can't have it both ways. Anyway, we've got to go, Rabs, because time has got us. I will see you on Saturday for the Sydney Dead Set Legends. Ugly Phil is on right after this. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form. With animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly.